forward, seeker. When petals fall like ashes, do not despair. Hip hop is here for you, ready with the truth of you. When you feel sad and blue, stay strong, don't hide it, boo. Use its lyricism, not pills and potions. Make a conscious decision to calm iller minds' commotion. In this guide, you will find wisdom and knowledge foraged from MC Masters past. The everlasting healers, fallen heroes and dreamers, hip-hop speakers of truth. Use it with the youth, that they may blossom and shine with divine light, despite lifelong plights, through darkness and night, to live life fully, in joy's delight. Blessings and life from your guide. Hey, this is Kiz from Glow With The Flow podcast and Hip Hop Heels. Today in our episode, we have a gentleman from Birmingham, UK. What is your name, gentleman from Birmingham, UK? Do I have to answer like that? Because it is, it's going to be hard for me that is. I, 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 want, I want you to talk in received pronunciation, please, for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, so my name is Enz. That's what people call me anyway. Yeah, that's my that's my that's my my title. My nom de plume. Is that right? Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. That's what nom, people nom de plume is like uh, when a writer uses a name for that. A different name for the okay, work. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, So what's your what's your name? Well, my real name is Ben. I'm from Let's Feed Brum. What's your nom de plume? My nom de plume is Ben the Pen. Ah, oh, I like that. I like that, Ben. Profound. <laughs> Mysterious. Straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Ben the Pen. It's nice. It's like N, N, plus Ben the Ben. Yeah, it will come again. Where are you? These MCs, you can't. Once you get them starting to spit bars, it just comes out of their mouths. Yeah, so can you explain to the listeners how you and I met? Okay, yeah, I mean, I think you booked me for an event, didn't you? For Richie, Richie, Richie must have gotten to you and and said to you, yeah, 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 yeah. You got booked me for an event, and uh, yeah, that's the first time I met you. I think when yeah, we came, went yeah. down at that, that monastery, yeah. monastery. That's it. That's a really good venue. That it is, was as well. sick. Yeah. So I put on a hip hop heels fundraiser day for families, and then in the evening we had my regular social action event called Dubgasm, which is um, aimed at raising awareness about the work of local charities. We give money to local charities, food toiletries, items collected on the door. So basically the whole of the income generated monetary or donation-wise goes to a charity. And it used to be various different charities. Then I found Let's Feed Brum, which is how I met Ben, and the rest is history. So just talking about that gig, I had somebody DJ and they said, I really want to bring my MC that I've been MCing with for years. He's ace. I was like, oh, I'm a bit funny about MCs, mate. Oh, I don't know. Is he any good? No, I didn't say that. I said, look, I I don't mind you bringing your own MC, but like I'm quite strict on MCs. It's it's like a sort of no MC policy because I've seen so many people murder the dance, as in like in a bad way. They killed the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no break, just constant spitting. No interaction with the no audience. Interaction with I'm stood there going, just shut the F up, man. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to the tunes and I want to dance. You're killing my vibe. 
But when he said that you were the MC at House of God from a base night, where he was a resident for like yeah. 30 years, what, 20 years? I think it's been, it's been a long time. It's probably like 25 years going now. But anyway, this night, I went to, in the 90s, late 90s, it was a techno rave. And it was at the time when techno and drum and bass used to be quite intertwined. The scenes were really underground. So each nightclub that played that sort of music would be putting on one room for techno, one room for drum and bass. And everybody sort of liked a bit of both. So you wouldn't go to just a techno or just drum and bass rave. There'd be quite prominent musical genres in the UK at the time. And there was a distinct sound generating. And I think the people who liked that sound were more alternative or open-minded, liberal in their thoughts and the way they lived their lives. And so open to music generally, not more, not 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 as confined as maybe Not today. as rigid. Not, not as rigid, rigid, like I only like this, so I'm only going to go to an event with this. So I was going to that night for years and years and years and Enns was emceeing, but I didn't know that he was the MC at that night. So when I found out, I was like, oh, okay then, yeah, that's fine. That's no problem because I knew it would be good. (laughs) Yeah, that's like how that started. But before that, I must have seen you at millions of drum and bass nights. Well, I used to do Antidote at the Q Club and I was kind of the little, I was kind of the little, the little plaything of the, like the kind of intelligent kind of drum and bass kind of thing that was going on. Because I used to be round with a DJ called Kago at that time, another guy called Rolls. And Kago used to be really heavily linked in with Doc Scott and those guys. And so, um, you know, Doc Scott and Goldie and that lot. And so then when, when he used to come back with like fresh plates and stuff like that, mm. and he'd be playing tunes from Fotec and all these kind of people. Oh, and, yeah. And, um, and then I'd be kind of, we, we did a kind of experimental thing. There was a DJ at the yeah. time called Ellis the Menace. <laughs> Ellis? No, I think uh, I must have heard the name. It's quite a memorable sounding name, yeah. Ellis the Menace. Yeah, yeah. Well, used, yeah, yeah. Well, he used to produce it. Ellis was a DJ and he used to produce as well. And um, he want, he was getting more on that intelligence side as well. I, I hated that tag, intelligent woman bass. I hated that tag. It just seemed elitist, and I hate that kind of thing. Yeah, like there's an unintelligent yeah, job yeah, coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, what was yeah, the, yeah. What was the distinction? You know, as, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to diss anybody, but as far as I was concerned, it was just slower. <laughs> okay. It was just slower and had a lot more, you know. Um, whereas it was a lot more staccato, I think that's what you call it, but a lot more uh, syncopated. So where whereas you've got... Um, You've got the jump up drum and bass. You've got a very definite drum pattern, which in which is your groove, and it keeps people dancing. Mm. You know, um, with the um, so-called intelligent drum bass, they used to like to veer around in and around journey, that groove. It? It's yeah, more yeah, like yeah. Like a bit of a jazz song. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. It could be more, some of them. It could be more like a jazz song, a bit more jazzy feel to some of it, but. I think where you had you had a divergence then in the intelligent drum and bass because you had Fabian Groove Rider come out with liquid, which is which is kind of in, <laughs> it's, like it's kind of like the same line, but it's that. more soul. Yeah. It's more got more soul yeah. and more thingy to, to it, you know. And um So you're saying the rhythm itself changed during the beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quite 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 drastically sometimes. 
you know, quite drastically sometimes. Yeah, you'd be, you'd, you'd have to look to find, to find a beat, to find yeah, a, yeah, a consecutive yeah. beat that you could dance to, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so, but I looked at it as, as a, as a person who's used to emceeing or spitting on the mic, as they call it, or spitting bars, whatever they want to call it. I think I'm a lyricist. I don't think I'm an MC anyway. But the, um, the, you know, I thought it was a challenge. I thought it was quite challenging because when yeah. I went, first went to do it. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because when I first went to do it, I thought the results were rubbish. You know what I mean? Because I went to, I went up to, we just did it as a thing to try it out, to see what it would be like, you know. So Kago was like that. He said, Rolls had said to him, um, that I know a guy who might be able to do that because he's quite versatile, you know what I mean? I went up to Kago. Kago only lived the way from me. I never knew this, you know. I never met him before in my life. And uh, so I went, linked up with him. We were good friends. We, we, we hit you off. And... Uh, I said, yeah, okay, we'll try it, you know, what can what, what have I got to lose? Yeah. And um, so I went up there and uh went up there and like, you know, said a few things on the mic kind of thing. But for me it was like it was like a culture shock almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I'm used to like banging Ready, rhythm, beats, yeah, drum, bomb, drum bomb, in your bomb, face bomb, and bomb, a, like bomb, a breakdown bomb, and a boom. Yeah, you know. you've got a structure. Yeah. And um this was just like uh, you know, just kind of mellifluous tones, you so know what I mean? Ah uh, listen, you know what I mean? Oh, I, check out I got a hundred and I've got hundred and forty eight IQ man. I'm just it's just coming out. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's like he goes yeah, it was really funny, actually. I thought it was rubbish, I did. I honestly did. You know, I came away, usually if you do something, you come away feeling you you know something's there or you don't, yeah. you know. And I came away and I was like, that said to my missus, wow, that's, you know, I ain't going to go there. Well, and um, and he loved it. He went to, took, took the tape away to um, uh, Doc Scott and thingy, and he said, oh, I was just playing your tape to him and this and, this and that and the other so. We've got a gig coming up, ah, and, uh, this, and then it just rolled on from there. Yeah, you know? Did a lot of do's in Coventry, and then, like I say, we did. A, I used to be regular down at the Q Club, um, doing all their antidote stuff and all that kind of stuff down there. And it was great. Yeah, it was great. Can we um, rewind back okay, to yeah. how it all started for you? How it all started for me? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was accident, accidentally. To be fair, it was accidentally because. And you I fell on the mic. And you to, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I fell on the mic, and I thought I better, I better talk to it. Hi, are you okay? Are you, are you okay? Can you hear me? There's been an accident. Let's let's exchange details. <laughs> yeah, so I was. Um, yeah, I just basically um, at the time, at the time when I was young, hip hop had just just broke surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for us kids, and I used to break dance. And for you us do. kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll throw a few shapes. Yeah, right? baby. Let's uh, let's check them out. Yeah. Have you got any line up? Uh no, no? you've got no spot on the floor there. You might uh, you have to spin on your hat because you your head Yeah, I don't know if the I don't know if the hips will do it these days. Yeah. <laughs> Hips do lie. Let yeah. me tell you that. Shakira was a liar. So your hips used to so, pop as well. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, now they've, they've hopped up. You know, and it was all a culture. It was all it was all part of the same thing. You know, we used to get like little, you know, the tapes, and you'd have, you'd have like some 
some scratchy hip hop show on the radio that you'd be able to tune in on some, you know, yeah. some station wherever, and you'd record things on your tape, and you'd have the, you know, yeah, man, I got this tune, I got that tune, and you know, we'd sit down, we'd try to rap to it, you know, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, on the yeah. old rappers would, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and so. When it came down to it, you know, I was kind of, you know, my brother had known that I was, I was, um, you know, I used to sit down there with a tape deck and stuff, stuff, you know, and a microphone and whatever, you know, and just, and try to do, I mean, remixes. I mean, you know, you can't, it's two tape decks. Yeah. Let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> so you press in one. <laughs> Yeah. and recording when well, the break comes in another tune no you know what I was doing I was trying to mix them so what I had is what you had on my brother's tape recorder something special was a little speed control so no. you could yeah you did yeah yeah you had a no. Hitachi machine and you could speed up tapes or speed them speed them down just by not by loads but enough to make him go yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. so I would try I would have a tape here and I have a third tape deck that's there. That's sick. <laughs> the little, the, you know, the little Sony. Sony brought out a Walkman, Walkman. had two, head, two mics on it that reporters used to use. And so I had one of these there, and I'd play that one, and I'd turn the recorder on, you know. Yeah, one. yeah, you play the other one, and try and get that one yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a disaster, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time it didn't work, but for the few beats where yeah. it did work, I thought it was a god. So, um, yeah, so, and then I used to do that, that kind of stuff just for my own entertainment. I don't think yeah. I ever played it to anybody except my yeah. brother who could hear it. And um, so when he started to DJ, he started to DJ and uh, a bit of, uh, I suppose back in the day, it was called rave music. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit of acid. And, um, and uh, I'd come in and like say a few words over the yeah. top you know just what I mean just hanging out in the yeah, house yeah just hanging out in the house yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. and then um, teenager yeah no I was I was a bit older than that then I was probably about I was probably about 20 20 yeah. odd yeah and um, and he's he's younger than me and then when it came to the time when he got a gig he was like yeah man come and Come and do me. this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come with me and do and, and spit on the mic, like, but not the, the term spit. Yeah, is not a yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what did you say to me? <laughs> from an MC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was basically. It. Were these more like raves? Like yeah, old it's raves, raves. Yeah, old school raves. What were the What was the reception at that time to an MC? Because they loved got... it. They loved it. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. loved it. I mean, the music was. The music was totally not this. This thing was born out of a out of a sound system culture, you know. That's where the raves came from. It came directly from the sound system culture because I used to go to these blues. I used to go to a blues hunters road, you know what I mean? And all over the place, you know. Um, and you get in there, and if the blues is hot, a man's on the mic, and he's just bringing, he's just bringing everything, he's tying everything in together. Is, you know, uplifting the crowd. By the time you come out of there, you know you've been to a, you know you've been to a yeah, party. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and that was yeah. where the thing was all about. And then those people decided started to display skills and styles. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So you got people like coming through like the fast style origination. Then like yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. so people started to you know, you know use multiple multiple words and different kind of rhyming patterns in their in their thingies and you got throwing, people, them, like, throwing them about for a bit of variation yeah like you got the smiley culture and stuff you had the first of all you got big youth and people like that you know doing the more kind of melodic thing and then you got 
the smiley cultures and people like that and and the Asher Senator and that, you know, just fast, you know what I mean? Doing it kind of fast on the mic and stuff like that. Well, smiley culture, to be fair, is the originator of that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I didn't hear nobody do that before him. So did the crowd respond with, like, heightened... Yeah, heightened reactions. And as soon as that, as soon as... I mean, people used to, people used to... That's what we want to hear on our tapes. You know, so when when did when was that? When did that happen? That was it was the eighties. It was the eighties. It came about before hip hop. Before hip hop came, yeah. that that kind of blues culture and the, and the and the reggae culture that was in there. And it's about Scar as well. You know, Scar came in, and Scar was a lot about. You know, there was a lot of MCs on Scar. A lot of crowd yeah. participation, isn't it? And yeah. lots of people, you know, talking. Yeah. So you'd get MCs, vocalists who were like very natural, conversational, and it would be like a social commentary in Scar, yeah, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were using a lot of the, like a lot of the reggae themes, you know, like, uh, take your hand off me, daughter. Oh, let me tell you, so don't mess around now, yeah. You know what I mean? All them kind of things like Ranky Raji used to put in there, like, um, and he used to go, I'm going like a tiger. Till he said, I'm going like a spider. Like, you know, all them kind of little motifs and that, you know what I mean? Just a little few words at the start of something. And it just brings the tune in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, for them to include that, for them, you know, when rave culture came about, obviously, you know, people are going and the places where you can get a big, a big sound system at a moment's notice, you know what I mean? That is, you know, it's a sound system, you know what I mean? So yeah. you've got the, when the underground rave started happening, that's where you're getting the, 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 the decks and the speaks and stuff from, you know what I mean? And so you've got, you've got a, you've got a, a, a bloody MC, you know, because the person who's got the sound system, they're going to usually 90% of the time be able to talk on the mic like that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the two things came, came, the two things started to become hand in hand. You know, that's true. You know, it's really interesting because I remember I'm looking back now. So I grew up through the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And I remember like going to parties mm. and and you know what? What you're actually talking about, like what the MC does, you're just thinking back and listening to what you're saying. It's like that was what was missing. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because people would come for a good time. But. I can see like how things were never tied together. Yeah. yeah. Because there was never like somebody on it. Well, people are people. I see, I, when I see, when, you know, of kind of years of doing this in, in the, I did it like for a long time on the underground. I was working on the underground as well. So I used to do a lot of the legal raves. And I used to travel up and down the country doing these, these yeah. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did, so I made a decision to do that when Cool FM tried to take over Birmingham, but that's how this thing. Bit political there, bit political. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so for me observing it, really, it's like, almost like people need a narrator sometimes, you know, to let them... Almost to let them know that they're having a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you're standing there, you could be thinking about X and Y amount of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a focal point that's going to 
that's going to real make you realize you're actually in a dance. And you're conscious then. Yeah. You're consciously participating. Yeah. You can yeah. get lost in thought yeah. when you're washing up. Yeah. You can yeah, get yeah. lost in thought when you're having a drink with your mates. Yeah. If you're tuning into now, yeah. this present moment. It just brings you back into the situation. It just brings you back, you back into it. Yeah. What the things that used to happen at the parties that I used to go to was that quite often they would like just. Like it would just meander to nothing. Yeah, meander to nothing. So Put a group over sitting down. Yeah, and there was yeah. nothing going. Or even worse, like it would just, you know, degenerate. And yeah. Be just <laughs> <fight>. <laughs> <laughs> like that. It was yeah. you starting off. Yeah, well, that's what I needed you. Bad pen, the pen. Yeah. <laughs> we know which pen we're talking about that now. Was a don't we don't. Pen, that was, yeah. I've got a smoother one now. Actually, <laughs> Ben the penitentiary. That's what. That's what's going on now. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's it's almost like a reference point. And sometimes it's like you know, okay. Sometimes the tunes coming in. Probably, probably if the tunes got a bit of a weak build up or whatever. You know, and an MC's there, they can they can they fill can it fill it up. Fill it you up. know what I mean? Take away the negative vibe. Yeah, you can yeah. get people back on what's going on. Yeah, and maybe you yeah. can pick up on who's yeah. around. What doing. I mean, one of the so, most yeah, awesome. brilliant MCs that I've got to say that I've ever heard in Birmingham has got to be Baseman. Mm-hmm. It's just got to be. I was slagging his bars. Every, everybody, no, yeah, you know what it is, right? Listen, this is what this is what people don't. Yeah, understand no, no, I understand. There's a whole spectrum, right? He's got famous for one side of his MCing, and that's popularizing it. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, right? Yeah, when I'm very a person who's, who who back in the back in the day, right? Yeah, I I used to love punk music, yeah, because. It sticks two fingers up to authority. Yeah. 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 And, and it does it right for the right reason. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Know? Yeah. Now, when I when I check baseman, right, I'm looking and saying, mate, you're doing something totally different. That's what you were doing from day one. You know, when we were in them raves and you used to see in the papers, right? You see in the papers, like, oh, don't go to raves because you'll take acid and you take ecstasy and you'll 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 want to jump out a window you right? degenerate yeah, yeah you'll want to jump out a window and fly yeah. you to me you can fly and jump yeah. out a window what do you hear baseman thinking i want to kill myself i want to slip my wrists <laughs> yeah, yeah that's how he was going on and we because we understood why he's doing it yeah, right yeah. yeah we loved it we oh, absolutely yeah. ate that i salute yeah, yeah. him for that yeah. you know what i mean because he's He's breaking it down. He's turning and he's had turned a negative into a positive right there with just them lines, you know. And then, yeah, and then, you know, in the time when when it was when it was like all men, all you know, like sausage fest. Yeah, German basic, like right, it kind of is now to be fair, people. Yeah. (laughs) It's like baseman come in with the kind of lyrics that, but although controversial, lots of women absolutely loved. And they used to come to the dances. Yeah. And it was when you went to a dance where he was there, you know what I mean? It was just a great mix of people, X, Y, Z, you know what I mean? So without going, oh, this is what I'm doing, X, Y, Z, just secretly, just in his own way, just absolutely made the scene top notch. You know what I mean? I mean? This is a conversation that we've had before, isn't it? It's yeah. like, and it's so important. I think it really is important because like what you were talking about when we were talking about earlier, like you you working with a bunch of kids and you know what that lady said from the prince's trust about you know if they don't feel able to express themselves here yeah right yeah but also if you're not able to say the words 
and there may be controversial words, but it's addressing the situation. Yes, 100%. You know, and it's bringing it into the right perspective. Yeah. So I just want to contextualise, because this was a previous conversation yeah. before we started recording. So we were talking about a project that ENS did where he was working with young yeah. people who'd been excluded from school and they were congregated in the National Indoor Arena from various places around the country and supported through music production, some lyric writing, songwriting workshops. And there was a authority figure from the charity who was organising the event, coming around with a clipboard, watching what's going on. And there's always this question about what you allow kids to express or anyone to express, whether it's in the confines of respectable dialogue, conversation, topics, suitable for a song. So then you've got like the polarisation of what's appropriate for a song or well, anything's appropriate for a song. If yeah. it's your experience, it's, it's appropriate. But then if you want it to get played in a radio or if you want it to be played on the school radio or the, you know, teacher's going to see it or your mum's going to listen to it, then you've got different boundaries that you've got to operate in. If you... Yeah, yeah, you have. I mean, you, you, you have got to do different boundaries that are... Are you told to operate in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whether these boundaries are arbitrary or whether, you know, just because of our, like, social, like, you know, moral, whatever. Yeah. We don't know whether, 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 I mean, who knows what swearing does? Well, but, let, but let's say, let's talk about swearing. Because if... Why the fuck are we going to talk about swearing? <laughs> <laughs> when you can just do it. Yeah, fair enough. Well done. Because, like, when I was growing up, Obviously, teachers would not have sworn in the classroom. It was no. even worse. What I'm trying to say is that it was more repressive during the 60s and 70s. Yeah. However, on the other hand, you could say all manner of stuff using normal words, which wouldn't have been like, oh, you can't talk about that. Yeah. So actually, the what you could express was way more than I think is happening now. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's... People are being, you know, you can't talk about that. That's not appropriate. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that used to happen back in the day that I've looked on and I've thought, that's really questionable. But it's just because you're saying it in a certain way, you've just left out the, the X's, Y's, and you've been able to... You've had a you've had number... That Jetem thing, have you ever heard that? Yeah. Where this guy is basically singing a love song to, like, a 12-year-old girl... And it's and it and it's and it's a massive, massive tune. Do you know what I mean? Even to even down to today, you know, nowadays people still play it, you know what I mean? And it's like, right, well that's really, really dodgy that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's like double dodgy. Yeah. And you know, it's like these things are allowed to slip under the radar, but as soon as you as soon as you put a fuck in there, it's it's like, you know, the whole thing's like put under, you know. Well, I think, you know, when you say slip under the radar, it's a bit like Something that is expressible brings everything out in the open. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like you know, you know it's there. Yeah. And Remember the Sex Pistols T-shirt, that T-shirt that they had. Is the it Queen? Yeah. God save yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and 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 then then they use it never mind, never mind the never bollocks. mind the bollocks. Is yeah. it? You know what I mean? All these kind of things. <laughs> they they you know just you know in one in one one hemisphere they're unacceptable. You know what I mean? And then yeah. in a because I, I always look at it as levels, you know, you know, so of society kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Some a shaman said this to me one. He said a fish swims, yeah, and doesn't know what's going on in the land, you know. We walk, 
and we've got no idea what the birds are thinking. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you're on the, on one level, you don't you don't kind of you don't look outside your thinking. You you stay in that comfort zone. You know what I mean? And I think I think with language, we've kind of built ourselves into a kind of a homogenized kind of comfort zone. A beat. You know what I mean? You see on Facebook now, if back back about three or four years ago, you could if you swore on Facebook, you're okay. You know that's how you talk X Y Z. Nowadays, I can I can literally see people, see people like taking their hands off the keyboard. You know what I mean? I literally see, and that's why I, I still swear on Facebook. I don't really care because uh, because if I'm expressing myself, sometimes I'll do it just to make a point. Yeah, sometimes I will do it to make a point. You know, <laughs> and add a motherfucker so you're ignorant. Needs, <laughs> you know, that's that kind of thing. That Laurel Hill line. You know, that's that that kind of thing. You know, it's just because you talk- you, can't, you can't just you can't just you can't just lie down. You were talking about the way the basement would be able to say stuff. Yeah, you know, and and I think I I, I think we've lost that in our culture. I do. I honestly do. I think it's, but I think it's been, I think it's been. It's fell out of our culture because of a general kind of consensus that hasn't that isn't really nobody's really put this consensus out there. But it's just kind of it's just kind of people scared to 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 hit people's buttons, you know what I mean? So we've all gone like that, and then all of a sudden we're in these little boxes, you know what I mean, where we can't really express ourselves and we can't really say what we think because they're gonna think I'm a nutter. So I tell them I've been having a difficult time and go and go, yeah, 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 mate. I'm feeling really pissed off about this. I don't blah 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 blah. They're going to view it as a rant, you know. And and then all of a sudden uh, you will get put in a place of a, a person who's a kind of unstable, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. When yeah. when it's just words on a bloody page. It says it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do. You might be smiling when you write those words. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. You know, how come how come other people's opinions have become so important for us. This is the thing. This is the thing because, because really and truthfully, the, the opinion that really matters is your own. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this with the with rap in itself, I mean, you know, it brings it back to that. You, you know, one artist that I really think is great is Dave. You know, because what he's done is he's spoken from his own perspective and He's spoken from his own perspective, truthfully. A lot of rappers, I mean, we had it at the studio when we had it, when I had the studio, we have to have a lot of rappers come up there. And some people are real as the real deal, Holyfield. Mm. They're talking about, I did this and I did that. Then they're talking from their own perspective and that's it, you know. But some people are just copying them. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? So what I want to ask, right, so there's two things. There's a couple of styles of MCing that have been popular money making and then the spotlight has been on those styles so they've grown and then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because they're popular yeah more people are more doing, people it, doing it yeah. so it survived now what i was saying about baseman is that there's elements of his bars that are gobbledygook and formulaic like, yeah, yeah formulaic, just got, yeah. got like honey monster yeah a cup of fucking yeah. bar but honey monster's a person yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. But just like the randomness where it's not actually making any sense. It's just yeah, yeah, all yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, things yeah. that you can yeah. see in your mind's eye that doesn't have any connection y
signing. Yeah, yeah. But there's a, there's a dance. There's there's always been the two sides of it for me. The, the, in, even in hip hop. Yeah, yeah. There's been the out and out dance record. Entertaining. Yeah. yeah. You go out and you shake yourself up about yeah, getting sweaty. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it's all good. Nobody's trying fun. to teach you a message. Yeah, you have It's just fun, like yeah. you know. But a guy might go, bada bing bang, bada bing bang, bada bing bang. You know what I mean? It's what it is. You know what, what I mean? What? You just want to dance. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they used to do. That's yeah. the day I'm telling you. And then you've got the, you know, you've got the truth, you know, the kind of message, you know what I mean? Or the kind of, you know, I've called it, you know, some people, I call it a statement of intent, but most of the people who do, they haven't got really much intent or any statement. And it's like, you know, they're, they're just, you know, they're just doing the. They're, they're being as formulaic as another person. Some people just know how to put the words together, together yeah, better, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but there's no reality behind it. You know what I mean? A lot of people are doing these things, and it's like, yeah, man, I can. You know, I know how to speak like a person who's got X amount going on on the street and X amount going on in my life. Yeah, you with me? But yeah. really, it's not like that. Not you know yet. what I mean? You know. So as much as, as much as we might feel like these kind of lyrics are scratching the surface. Sometimes these lyrics are just as true as those, yeah. you know, in the in the very fact that they don't mean much, right, yeah? They don't mean much either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're just put together by somebody who knows how to how, how, how to write down something. They've got no, yeah. no real basis in the real world. So you know that, what I mean? So uh, that's great. That's put, really put a thought in my head now because it's, and we've talked about this before as well, kids in, in these podcasts, it's like that kind of, so the word formulaic is like, we kind of recognise that there are formulas, there are ways of doing things. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? And that's in every aspect of life. Yeah. Now, if you're growing up in a culture and the formula becomes the end goal, that's where we lose our individuality. It's also we lose that the, our own journey and our yeah. own path because actually all we're doing is we're imitating something. Why are we imitating it? when it's not meaning anything. Yeah. So yeah. actually, some we've got to, the formulas work, and the truth is probably no one really knows why they work. They yeah. just work, don't they? Like even in maths, we don't yeah, really I mean, know I mean, why they work. They yeah. just work. Yeah. So there's this thing about, you know, what what is the end goal for you as an individual? Is it like just success following a formula, or is it actually discovering who you really are? For me as a lyricist, okay, for me as a lyricist, right, yeah, I, like, it's kind of cathartic for me. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's kind of, and when I'm, when I'm dealing with music or when I'm dealing with, with, with live, live beats or whatever, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really, I haven't really got an end journey in sight. You know what I mean? I'm dealing with it on a case by case basis. So whatever, you know, and to be fair, the formula does come into me. You know what I mean? Mm. Obviously, there's build-ups and there's drops in the tune, X, Y, Z, and, and, and you know... X, Y, N, Z. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, you know what I mean? I'll get it in there. So there's, there is build-ups and drops, you know what I mean, yeah, where things yeah. need to happen. But in apart from that, you know, there's not really as much structure as you would think, you know yeah. what I mean? I make it up on the spot, make it up as I go along. Don't really go out and write, write bars too tough, you know what I mean? But that's because... That's because I do have the ability to kind of react to, to to the moment kind of thing. You know, some people don't, but some people do. Sometimes that don't work, man. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, sometimes it don't work. When yeah. did it? When did it not work? Um, as an example. It, it only not works in sections. You, what, what's fun about it 
right? What's fun about flying blind is that you can knock you can knock yourself into a corner. Yeah. You can you can see yourself walking down yeah. a cold <laughs> You're like, blood clot. I this and mate, I, did, I, I need to get back out yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like that, and you get to this dead end, and you're like, <laughs> and then you pull something out. That, that, that's when you pull something out of the back, you know, and then, and to get you out of that little detour, you know what I mean? And that's when you're, I don't know about other people, but other people shitting themselves, but that's how yeah, some people, yeah, 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 but yeah. that's when I'm having fun then. Because I'm just like I like to solve puzzles, you know what I mean. But that is that is more like what real life actually is like. Yeah, it? yeah, because definitely. That's the problem with the with following formulas or what what I would call like following life prescriptively is that it's like someone else's pattern that you're following. Yeah, yeah, you know? and you don't have the ability to deal with curveballs when 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 they come along. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. that other person's pattern probably didn't involve that curveball. Exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, so so yeah, it's not really about you know. I don't really start you know. And for, if you're talking about my music in itself, I've had a thing always for years of only doing things when I'm being asked to. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because for me, that's my validation yeah. from from things. If if somebody's asking me to do something, they must think I'm okay, yeah. and they must think I'm okay. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah, so I'll yeah. go and do yeah. that, and I'll be happy to do that. You know, I don't really pitch for MCing, but I don't. I don't, yeah. you know, yeah. if people have heard of me and they go come in and they come and ask me to do something, yeah. which in which case we've just built a, a symbiotic rapport then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I come to your gig to do that, I want to feel good because I know that you trust in me to do you this. Do I'm not trying to prove myself. Yeah. I'm going here to have fun with you guys, you know what yeah. I mean? And we yeah. have fun yeah. with the crowd, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It puts you on a different footing from, from me thinking I'm doing a job. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, for me, you know, I feel I'm blessed. I feel I'm blessed in that kind of way because I can still, I can still enjoy what I'm doing, and still, I think that enjoyment will come across. You know what I mean? If, if, if I'm doing something, I wouldn't like to put myself in the position where, where I felt that I had to fake, mm. fake anything. You know, I mean, I've had to, we've, we've had to do it before. Obviously, we've had to go to, to the you know, you're in the studio and you've got a deadline, yeah. X, Y, Z, and you're writing a song and it's like, wow, you know, I I need that last line, right? Yeah. I don't like that last line, yeah? You're going to have to put it in it's there. Gonna to, you're going to you have to go. You're going to have to get it in there. If they, did, the they don't like it, they're going to come back to me and they're going to tell me about it. But if they, if, they, if they accept it, then it's good. Because sometimes you don't know. Sometimes it's not you that knows. You know, you may, you may, you, you know... As a painter, you might paint something and you might go, that's not my best work. And then somebody goes and buys that for X amount of money. And yeah, the piece that you were like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. my yeah, masterpiece. People like that, yeah, I'll just wipe my hands on that. For... It, it's hard to be able to put an evaluation on your own creativity. It turns, certainly you is, have yeah. a different relationship with it as the producer yeah, than an yeah. observer or yeah. a listener or whatever it is. I did something for the BBC recently and... and, and um, agonised over it for ages about six months and the guy had asked me for something that was already there when I took it on board to do it to just 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 to clean it up for a bit for him it took me six months to do it just to clean it up yeah because I kept changing it I kept changing it I thought he, I thought I kept artist, second guessing myself this way isn't it yeah second guessing myself going like that maybe he wants to see the Brummie accent I'll do that I'll try that I'll re-record the whole thing with the Brummie accent yeah yeah 
maybe my t- but that's not my accent's not really that <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe I should do more. maybe I should put on a Wolverhampton <laughs> accent just so it sounds brummy for this for this thing and I do that then I've got about 87 versions of the same thing and in someone the, else's opinion that's it you put yourself into that yeah 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 I just I I mean <laughs> to be fair to this guy he never mentioned no, that any of that just it was just me trying to yeah. you know obviously the the three letters of the BBC makes you, yeah. you know, makes you a bit <laughs> yeah, aware of yeah, things, yeah. you know. So, so then you have to do what you like, but also because you've got this idea of them being a prominent figure in broadcasting. Yeah, what, it's got to be perfect. What are they going to want? Yeah, 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 yeah. And in the end, basically, in the end, what I basically did is just I literally just revoiced over the top of the the original the original music. Revoiced it in exactly the same way and just gave it to him. And he was like, that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it take you so long? <laughs> I had a talk to <laughs> But I did, I did come clean with him and say to him, like, I did come, because I was distressed about it. Because I was like, I did come back to him and I said to him, listen, I, I honestly don't know what you want. Because I've done here, I've done it like this, I've done it like that, I've done it like that. And he was like, that mate, listen. Oh, no. <laughs> All I need, he said, what I pointed out to you that was on your um, on your 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 uh, YouTube, I pointed that out to you. That's what I wanted, yeah. you know. And he said, and that's it. He said you could have, you could have literally sent me that. Yeah. Can you give <laughs> us? Can you give us a little example of what you sent him? It's a, it's it a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a song. It's a blue song. Yeah, go on, give us a little rendition. So if it's gonna rain, let it rain, let it pour. I got the man knocking at my door. No, baby, I don't love you, no. I don't want to be there no more like that, you know. And it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to really sing it out because it's, I sing really loud. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, that's it, you know. Um, it's a it's a blues song. I played it myself, you know, obviously I played it myself. And uh, very simple, it's very simple. You play the guitar? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, uh, ends just did hand gestures. Then, like um, <laughs> yeah. grabbing, uh, grabbing things. I like... could, have, I could have been peeling a melon yeah, <laughs> in a strange way. I understand this. <laughs> yeah, man. So you're a guitarist. Would you, would you name yourself as any other types of? I would I, Listen, I wouldn't even name myself as a guitarist. Oh, yeah. The guitar thing is totally accidental. Yeah, I learned it in about two weeks because I had to do a show. And nobody else. I put on Facebook, I need some musicians. Me being a person who's been in the music industry for 20 years. <laughs> let me tell you this, people. I put one ad on Facebook for you lot. Yeah. And what happened? Nothing. Not a reply. Tumbleweed in my inbox. And so I had to go. A friend had left the guitar at my house. I had to go. And on one string of the guitar. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I, I, I put... Because I've never sung live before either. And I was due to go to a showcase in London. Uh-huh. And so I was like, right, first of all, I need to know if I can sing live. I need to know <laughs> if I'm, if I need to know. So uh, I got this, got the guitar. I made a plan. I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to the furthest place away from my home. Yeah. Furthest open mic night I can find away from my home. So nobody's. Ever gonna see me or no? Yeah, and then go up there, and I'm going to I'm gonna work because I worked out the tunes on this one on the top string of the guitar. I was like, 
oh yeah, I can do that. It's good. Yeah, it's good. So uh, um, I went down there and I went to the open mic night. And when I say a man has never been this nervous, yeah. <laughs> never. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was like this. And, uh, <laughs> And my stomach went as well. My stomach went as well. I've got this thing when I'm trading and stuff like that. I, so I kind of drink raw eggs. I drink yeah. eggs and yeah, yeah, milk yeah. and all that kind of thing. So I thought, I'll line my stomach, you know, I'll line my stomach. And, I, and what you're supposed to do is you should never drink this on an empty stomach, people. Let me tell you, right. never, never in your life do it. Yeah. And in my panic and whatever, that's what I did. Yeah. So I got there. I got there and my stomach was... Turning like acrobatics, you with me? Yeah, scrambled eggs in your <laughs> So I was like, and then and then I got up on stage to play this one song. This this one, I had three of them there, and I went up on stage to play this one song, and I played the one. Got three. I was just so nervous, man. Everything like sweat pouring off me. I'm shaking up. <laughs> then when I when I got to the end of the song, everybody clapped. And I was like, yeah, and I was like that, whoa, I didn't expect that. Wow. And then they, they said, have you got any more? So I was like, yeah, man. So I did another one yeah. on my one stream. And then uh, I came off and then this guy was like, said to me, he goes, yeah, man, you got a really good voice. I'll tell you what to do. And he showed me a trick on the guitar, which I'm not going to reveal here. <laughs> because it's my trick now. <laughs> and he showed me and he said, if you do this, you feel like you can play you feel like you can play like a like like, like Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, like Jimi Hendrix. And I'm gonna tell you, I did, and that's exactly how I do. That's exactly yeah. how I play the guitar now. I can't. If you'd ask me to, I can. I've got a good ear for music. That's yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, so if yeah. somebody. If somebody hear a song, if I've got a keyboard in front of me, I can pick oh, it out. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I can do that on the guitar as well, yeah. but. Don't ask me to play other people's. I, I, that's why I used to get stumped for because yeah. I used to. After that, went down to the showcase. Showcase blew the showcase away. Got got. Then I came back up here, started getting shows, like doing you doing. Guitar, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that yeah. about you. Yeah, man, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've headlined a load of festivals last year. So what's your sorry? What's your artist name on the old? Uh, I'm just, blues I'm just, or... I'm just ends. That's me. Everything is just ends now. That's it. So do you, so before every performance, do you drink eggs? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you now. If I did, if I yeah, like having it as a tradition. No. If I did, I would never get a backing band. I can tell you that much now, brother. And, and, and lots of the audience would have to would be very far. Brother, coming closer. I can't see you. <laughs> You're all right, mate. Yeah, I did. Like, I wrote for a few bands. I've, wrote, I've written and I've, I've been asked to write for a few bands and I've written songs for them. And then for some reason, they've got me to up front in the band to play, you know, mm. going on. Uh, we did uh, Mama Roos for uh, 2019 New Year's. We you know New what? Year. I'm starting to have a little memory shake up <laughs> now because one of the ways that I met. Actually, another way I met you. Yeah, I saw you. So I, I was at a graffiti festival, street art festival in Birmingham called Hybis. So shout out to the Hybis group. And the band that you were with at the time was called Powder Monkey. Powder Monkey. Yeah. And I saw Enz perform, and he started rapping as well as singing. So I spoke to him after, and I said. I run a company that looks at lyricism. 
and its healing potential for people. Would you be interested in connecting, having a chat about it? Yeah, and he said, right. yes, we exchanged details. Is it mad that I'll just chat to you on the side and say, and then it turns out you were an MC as well, like from yeah. drum and bass. And I was like, oh my God, hey, drum and bass. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm mainly MC for drum and bass. And I was like, what? And then it turns out you were resident at House of God, which I didn't realise till later, because Richie Swift told me, mm. but I didn't realise it was you. But yeah. we kind of met in a few different yeah, pathways, did we? a few different places, we? around about the same time as well. Mad, though, it was mad, it? yeah. Yeah. But here we are now, and I, re- I really like the fact that you've done different things and it's happened accidentally. So yeah. you've just spent the last like, 20 minutes or however long we've been talking, explaining all these things that you had the bravery and courage to give a chance. Yeah. Somebody said, here, I'll come and chat on the mic. Somebody said, here, I'll do this gig, whatever. And then things... They just snowballed. Snowballed yeah. and you had opportunities come from them. So if a listener is out there now listening to this, Hmm. what would you advise them in terms of how to get past the fear to open up to those possibilities? You've got to welcome that fear. fear, You've got to welcome that fear. Well, you've just got to... You're going to have it anyway. You're going to have it anyway. You know what I mean? It's, 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 not, it's not something that's ever going to go away. See, what I said about MC's wisdom, like collating wisdom with MC's in this podcast, you guys have just so so many rich stories, but the things that you're giving the listeners in this podcast is another way of seeing things, and it yeah. keeps making me really dumbstruck by the end of the podcast because I'm like, knowledge bomb, knowledge bomb, knowledge bomb, <laughs> and I can't talk anymore because my brain's just like having a little seizure in the back of my skull. I mean, I've got, I've, 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 I mean, that, here, okay, we used to, we had, when I had the studio in Hockley, the, the studio started coming to an end. What was the name of it? Narnia Studios. Um, I like that name. Yeah, well, I didn't choose, I didn't choose it, unfortunately. I wish I had that too. Narnia. But, um, yeah, so, uh, it started coming to a close. The, the, the three business partners had different, different, you know, different agendas. agendas yeah. We'll say. And uh, what happened is, I'd been producing some hip hop tunes, and Ooh. a guy came. I, I wanted to move my studio over to the Oxygen Rooms, which yeah. is owned by a guy called Nick Rendell, yeah. who owns the bloody um, Cuban Embassy now. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, my niece, I, I, I got to say... Two late nights in uh, Oxygen Rooms after a nightclub or two. Yeah, big up Nick Rendell, bro. Um, so uh, Nick's come to the studio and I was like, he said, well, give me some, show me some examples of what you what you do. Because yeah, I'm all good for you. Because Nick used to, Nick used to promote a night in town, drum and bass night. And he used to have me at the Sunflower Lounge, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, And he used yeah, to have yeah, me yeah, as his yeah. MC. Oh, like, did and, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, then we, years afterwards, then when I knew he had the oxygen room, so I was like, listen, I've got a full studio here, and you like, might want to start a recording studio in your thing. So let's, you know, if I put my studio there, we can probably. So uh, he said, oh, yeah. So he came up for a visit, came in to see what I, uh, see what I could do. And really and truthfully, when he came in, I mean, I wasn't the main producer at the studio by not by a long shot. Yeah. The other yeah, two were yeah, far yeah. more experienced yeah. than me and had a wealth of tunes behind them. I learned to produce 
after I got the studio. Do you know what I mean? And I learned to produce on my own time because they wouldn't show me. <laughs> so anyway, I, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, so when it came to me moving the studio, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like a fake and show Nick other people's tunes as an example of what I could do. So I showed him the tunes that I'd done, which are only about four or five tunes, hip hop tunes, and um, I showed him those tunes, and uh, he was like. Who's this one? This guy's this guy's is good. And I was like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, he said, you got a manager. No. So he decided to manage me. This guy, right. So when I did that, right, he said, if you can get a project together, you can get a name and whatever, I'll manage it. So I'd kind of done a lot of these tunes with another guy. So I just came up with a name, blah, blah, blah. So we did the tour. But anyway, some a few times we had to go up on stage. And we go to go up on the stage, and this guy gone. I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. Like, and I was like, in the middle of a live gig. Yeah, well, before just go on stage, you know what I mean. Which is a lot of people have done it before. A lot of have experienced a lot of times when we've been at shows with them because they used to manage a few artists. Mm-hmm. They're in at shows, about to go on. It's like stage. Mate, I don't want to do it. You know what I mean. But what I used to say to them is this one thing, right? Yeah. If you don't do it, I'm going to kick yeah, you. Yeah, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> I used to say to them, basically, I used to say, listen, listen, have you got, what, what's happening to you? Are you getting, your mouth dry in that? Yeah. Are you feeling, you know, you start feeling funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, that's not fear. That's not fear. Yeah. What it is, is your body is getting you ready for action. So what it does is it puts adrenaline in your system. Yeah. That dries out your mouth. That makes your stomach feel fun all tight. I said, it's excitement that is. Yeah. You're oh, just, that's really good. Yeah, it's excitement. So what you got to do is that when you when you go on stage now, yeah. you just just don't think about it. Just do what you're doing because that excitement that's going to drive a good. You're lucky to have that man. Wicked. You know what I mean? And that's a way to like refocus yeah. the, the thingy because really, it isn't fear? It is literally just adrenaline. Yeah. So you're reframing their experience yeah. of the symptoms yeah. of adrenaline. Yeah, because the fear fear. fear is what we label. We only labeling it as fear. Yeah. We only we only label it as a fear because we've got those feelings and we like that the fight or flight response. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like at that moment you could fight or you could yeah. fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? If nobody's so, there to take you, yeah. I, can, mate, yeah. I can relate to that because I remember once, not that I've performed to large crowds, but I had one quite a few years ago. I had to do a really important presentation to a lot of supposedly daunting, a lot of important people come around the country. And I remember going to that room and I had that feeling. Yeah. And, you know, literally I felt like I couldn't talk. Like I couldn't even like walk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. It was like I froze. There's three of them, isn't there? This fight like, or freeze, isn't there? There is actually three. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. and like, well, all of them happened. Yeah. And I could hear myself like mispronouncing the actual words. But literally after like 30 seconds, one minute, it just went. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. And I carried on. So yeah. I came on, and obviously they must have thought for the first minute I was a complete idiot. Oh, yeah. But you then can feel just, yourself loosening up after And then it just went, and yeah. then I just carried on. And it wasn't fear. Yeah. I actually was conscious of myself thinking, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Yeah, yeah because, like, you know, yeah. I know my stuff. And, yeah. I don't think it's, it's even weird. something that people need to, you know, 
It says put the word conquer in there as well. Language is dangerous because language kind of builds up so many things which yeah. which which aren't really there. They're only yeah. perception. Yeah. Everything is perception. Yes. You know, so yeah. when you're standing there and it's like, yeah, oh, I've got to conquer my fear. Yeah. Well, bloody hell, mate. Well, you know what I mean? I've got no climbing boots with me. No, mate. Do you know what I mean? Suddenly like, you have to be Alexander the Great. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you don't really need to be because you, what you need to do is you need to look at look at the, the feeling that you're having. Yeah. You know, take away the word fear. Yeah. Look at the feeling that you're having. It's a feeling, you know, I feel like this, I feel like this, I feel like that. What other reasons could there be for me feeling like that? Yeah. You know, I've, I've got, obviously, my I'm going to do something very, that's very, you know, important to me. Yeah. So obviously, I'm, I'm feeling, gonna, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 I've got, You're my body's up. producing chemicals, yeah. I'm keyed up, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, um, yeah. if I start looking at it differently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go down that path, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do what you said, clam up, freeze yeah. up, yeah. X, Y, Z, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that's not, you know, I know that's not a prescription, you know, because everybody, like I say, I always say this to people, every human being is different. You can't tell me a thing for you that yeah. helped you, that's going to definitely help me. I can yeah. try. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I try it and it doesn't work, that person can't turn around to me and say to me, well, you know. Yeah, so. it didn't work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it doesn't have to be a tip, does it? it just, if you can just articulate it accurately, that's good enough. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Then, then you're handing it back to the person now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's... it's, it's it's like it's like that thing, isn't it? When you when I put I think I put something about this on Facebook the other day. Didn't get me like <laughs> where I said Facebook. where I said yeah. <laughs> I keep doing that, don't I? Point where I said if somebody if somebody if somebody tells you something, a friend tells you something, yeah. and you start off the sentence with I would have just done this or yeah. you know or with that that makes you an absolute wanker. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like almost like. It's almost like putting somebody down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so you're back, way better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would have known what to do. Of course, you're an idiot. Yeah. Because you you know what I mean? And it stops people opening up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's what I say, yeah, words are extremely powerful. You know, we need to, we need to use, look at the language that we talk to ourselves in, I think, you know, um, which is where, where, you know, your hip hop heels and it. I think, which is good because, you know, when you're, when you're, what I find about freestyle lyrics is that you you get into a zone where where you simply can't think about what's coming out of your neck next. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna run out. You run out of bars. You run out of things that you've already said. Yeah, and then you're in that. You're in the clear air. Yeah. Clear air, and then all of a sudden you start expressing yourself in another way. You have to work to get to that point. You have to keep. You know, sometimes when I'm if I'm doing a practice session or whatever, I might talk bollocks for about 20, 30 minutes. I might speak 128 yeah. bars yeah, of yeah. absolute tripe. Yeah, Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, all right, yeah. So you get it out of your system. Then yeah. when you go to the actual event, yeah. you've got that out of your system. Yeah, well, what I do is I just keep just keep going. Just keep going, trying to trying to trying to get to like there's a piece in you. You know, there's a when you find it, you know, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and once yeah. you get to that space, you can literally just open your mouth, and everything that comes right. out of your mouth is going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's like a sweet spot with freestyling. Yeah, it is. It is definitely 100. It's definitely there. And I've seen. And the thing is, I can see when people are get get it as well. 
I see, I see people who, who haven't got it or haven't achieved it just at that point. They have, everybody's got the ability to do it. But I just see, I can see people when they haven't quite busy and they'll be relying on the lyrics that they've done before or whatever, which is fine, you know what I mean? You know. But this goes back to what we, what we were talking about, like what's formulaic, isn't it? You know, I, I remember reading that story about the, you know, the sculptor who says that, you know, I don't know what I'm going to sculpt before I start on the block. Yeah. But when I start on the block and I chip away at it, then the form comes to me. Yeah. It's almost like the art you know, what you're expressing, it's kind of, it's there and it's going to find you. Yeah, yeah, so like really, I do believe that. I do believe that. You're not creating it, although, you know, in a way you are because you're participating in it, but it's there. And that's when, if we, if we understand formulas but don't follow them, then that's training ourselves to be real in the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. You can use the formulas to that's get yourself the, up that's there. That's the phrase. That's the number but, one phrase. But is. then you can like let it's it's you flowing, isn't it? Yeah, that's the number one phrase. You just use there in the moment, you know, and that's that's you know to be present in in, in the moment when you're when you're doing something like that. That's what you're trying to achieve. You're trying to be you're trying to be riding on top of the moment. You know what I mean? And then like it's like. You got a little connection with the universe. You got a little connection mm. with yourself. You got a little connection with the music. And that little, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That little like three person yeah. like triangle, yeah. love triangle. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Just carries you all the way through. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's something really in that because like when you have plates spinning and you, you know, when you're juggling and you manage to go, you got four balls spinning in the air or whatever, and you're like, oh, look at that. It's almost as if. In that moment where you clock, you've got it. You're yeah. ice skating and pirouetting on your left toenails. Yeah. Like you know what? You can, you can. You know, in meditation. Yeah. If you meditate, right? Yeah. There's a. I think there's a style of meditation. I don't know what it is, but there's one where they say it's the Buddhist thing where you've got to just clear your mind and think of absolutely nothing. Being not one mm. thought in your Back mind. In your head, now this yeah. is going to take you. Absolutely, ages. ages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. even when you think you're not thinking about, you think, I'm not thinking. You don't think you just thought something. <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And you like, you might get there, and you think, and and you just, you have to resist the temptation to think, yeah. I've got it, because even that's a thought. I know. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So, I remember. I remember in my youth, <laughs> I was interested in like, I used to read these these books by an American anthropologist called Carlos Castaneda. Castaneda's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was recording the kind of system, like a kind of, it was a shamanistic system by the Toltec Indians in South America. There's one thing they used to talk about, and it was that before these guys could get into that kind of state of mind they needed to get into, they had to do something called stopping the internal dialogue. Yeah. The conversation you're constantly having with yourself. Yeah. Right. Because actually that conversation, not that it's constantly bad, because obviously you have to have it, but it can also be an obstruction to oh, something yeah. else because yeah. experiencing the yeah. world. Yeah. I mean that when when you do get into that sweet, I mean, gosh, I've probably only achieved it for like 20 seconds. Yeah, it's hard, you know? man. But when yeah. you do achieve it, you get a massive feeling of euphoria. Yeah. It's like it's just another sweet spot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's just like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. loads yeah. of them. There's things with it. I mean, if you're washing up, I suppose you can find one. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just absolutely. finding a groove. And once you find a groove with absolutely anything, you can just, absolutely. it's going to take you. It's going to take you. So I've been watching videos by a gentleman called Sadhguru, who's an Indian mystic, a yogi. Right, okay. And he's transcended his physical body and raised his consciousness. And he explains to people how to do it and what practices they need to engage in in their life to help yeah. along their way. He gives advice. He gives spiritual advice. Basically, he's come from the idea that I don't know anything. You just go and find out what by yourself. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he's kind of. he's also <laughs> he's also like he uses a set of yogic techniques, and he complements them by explaining how they might work with everyday life. Right. So one of the things he says is your food body. You've got several types of body, right? An energy body, emotion body, whatever food body. And that's made up of the stuff that you eat. So it's your physical nature, right? Yeah. So I've got a cake in front of me. If I eat that, it's going to become like my stomach and arms and legs. It'll be part of me. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's yeah. my cake. That's my cake. That's my cake. <laughs> Let's just get that cake. Actually, it's Ben's cake. <laughs> well, ben gave that cake to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I don't know this. Yeah, kids? Yeah? Don't try to fuck those words. Well, anyway, <laughs> when the cake... Because you and Ben, very shortly, yeah, you'll you'll be uni- in union with the universe because like you've got an element that's beyond you that has become part of you. And on a very simplistic level, that's what people are doing when they transcend their physical bodies. Yeah. They're becoming united with everything, so yeah. there's no boundaries. So what he was saying was, if you make your experience your body your physical experience more like the natural elements that are part of it because you're a sum of the earth yeah you're a sum of water you've got air inside of you and blah 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 then you're breaking down the body and the barrier between the body and the physical elements so when you transpose that idea into your mind and non-physical elements of yourself he was saying that all you're doing in yoga creating a little bit of distance between the internal consciousness, self-awareness, internal dialogue, and your physical nature and the space in time that you're occupying. So he was saying, just, you know, I'm not saying to do one thing or another, but trying in your daily life just to stop and just be nothing, just be at ease. Is you do that with MCing, can't yes, you? because that's what I was just going to say. That brings it right back around. Because if you, when you, when you exhaust, when you do exhaust the lyrics that are on your mind, your internal dying has to shut the shut up for a yeah. bit. Because you're just you're you're zoned in. You need those words. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, you're not yeah, thinking yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. You're just you're just spitting lyrics, and that, sure. that thing you get. That's that's. Yeah. I think that's when when that sweet spot happens because you feel like. I've managed to switch that shit. So it's like your, your, so your ego inside your head is what's creating all this self-awareness and all this banter in your head or self-directed talk. Once you put your ego to one side and you just see what is, then you've got the opportunity to experience what is. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes, you know, even though I'm saying about the sweet spot and stuff like that, but you can hit the sweet spot and still be talking things that aren't righteous and good. Do you know what I mean? No, I've seen MCs hit the sweet spot and they've been talking about holy for gang business, holy for whatever, holy for whatever. You know what I mean? But when they're hitting the sweet spot, they're just, ex, you know, it's just the 
the sweet spot of expression. It's just exactly. like it's just taking that away, taking all yeah. the all the taboos yeah. away. Which is what ben and you're said. going for it, yeah. The sculpture presents itself yeah. through you. You're the medium through which the art so, emerges, so. which is what I mentioned in a podcast with yeah. one of the hip hop therapists. I quoted your little uh, Right. Story then, and I was explaining yeah, the tale. It's not my story, so it's a common story, but yeah, I can story, the relate. common story that you told me. Henry Moore said that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Moore said that as well. But what I can relate that. So where I a lot of the work that I've been involved with over the last ten years has been I spend a lot of time with people who are sleeping rough, experiencing homelessness, experiencing probably very serious mental health issues, mm-hmm. and so over the years I've spent those years, thousands of hours just sat with people who are expressing how they feel right, about yeah. their situation. And, and sometimes it might be with one person, it might be three, four, five hours. Or and I often come to the point where I'm lost for words. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know how to respond because I don't know everything. Yeah. You know, I haven't experienced what that person has experienced. And but there's real pain going on here. You know, there's a real agony going on and there's confusion and all those things. And it is, those are the moments, those are the times where I've learned this, that actually I have to get to the end of my own self because I'm a hindrance if I think I have an answer. Yes, yes. 100%, 100%. That's one, that's very, that's exactly... I mean, that's a difference between good therapy and bad therapy, I think. You know, it's where somebody is, you know, there's a difference between knowledge and understanding. Oh, hell yeah. You know, because oh, people yeah. can read all the books they want yeah. and they can get have all the terminology, yeah. but absolutely understand see, nothing about the situation. So let, let me just uh, say one thing. I'm seeing a psychiatrist at the moment, right, yeah. PTSD. The woman is telling me how to live my life, what I should do, what I shouldn't do. And if it was that easy, I would just do and it. Just no, do it. Yeah, oh, it's just thanks, for, thanks for that. Oh, that. oh, thank you for that. All <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, cheers, mate. Nice one. Yeah, and she's I, so condescending and patronizing. Yeah. I actually said to her in my last phone call, sorry, but you're patronizing me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, I'm not patronising you. And I'm like, you know, this is a like, fourth medical professional that I said, yo, That's you are patronising. <laughs> you need to step off. And, you know, I, I respect the fact that you You've, have you training. You've learned your stuff, yeah. But, you know, you're condescending me. You're here to give me help. And you're making it worse. Taxpayers <laughs> have paid you your wages through the NHS to serve the community and the public. Mm. So you're not in a better position than me. You're here to help me. Yeah. You're making it worse is what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, you're, yeah, I've yeah. Come you're to making you to, I've come to you me. for open space and you're you knocked it off. You're making judgments about me and patronising me and yeah. judging me. And well, check this out. I went out with a woman who was a psychotherapist and that was... Because... Because it was just like absolutely from day one. Oh, you know, that this this person's psychopath, that person's this, but I'd be like that. Whoa, you can't do that, you know, because you've got the white coat. You've got the white mean you coat. know everything about yeah. everyone. But you know what it is, right? Yeah, the, the white coat is a big. You know, when you even even if I'm the person, I'm a person who's very pragmatic, very like you know, I don't believe the high tech right there. But if a man comes to me and says he's a doctor. 
and then tells me I might be very sick, right? Yeah. Even though I don't, even though I know that person hasn't diagnosed me, hasn't looked at me, I'm gonna start to feel sick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna feel like that. What's wrong with me? It's different. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you've got somebody, I'm saying to these people, this person, like, listen, you can't bandy words like that around because yeah. you've got the white. Right, it's like you may not be wearing it, yeah. but you've got it. You know, in my mind. So if you turn around and tell me that that I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm a yeah, extinctionist with a with a t- touch of you know nepotism or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be like that. Wow, does that show? Yeah, that, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So but, you know, but that goes back to what, to this thing about about prescription yeah. formulation and being free, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you know, we 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 teach. I mean, we we have to teach young people through tried and trusted methods, but we at the same time have to teach them that it's just a method. It's not the method that's the, the only one. That's yeah. right. It's not, it's not, it's it's not even about being the only one. It's like, you know. Teach them analysis, I think we should teach. We should teach people to be analytical. I think we should find, yeah, find, find, find a way to teach them how to, to analyze information. Well, what, what, I was, well, what I wanted to say something, and this is probably going to be a bit controversial, but, <clears throat> I want, I want to talk about that space you find, what you call the sweet spot. Yeah. Right. And it's like, so I have, um, so I, I come from a perspective of, of faith, right? Yeah. So in, now, in the Bible, the Old Testament, there's a word for God, which you've probably heard, called Jehovah. Yeah. Jehovah's a Hebrew word, translated into English, means the ever-present, eternal, God. So from where God is, eternity, time is a series of moments. Yeah. He sees them all at once. So I believe the sweet spot is when you've gone past yourself and you've entered into the presence of someone who knows everything who has the words, the form, waiting for you, but not just waiting for you, for you to whether it's for you or for whoever's around you, but it's presented to you with love. Mm, yeah, I mean, you see, I, 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 that's an interesting thing here that is, because I, me as a person who's, I mean, I don't discount, I, like, um, I'm not, religious as in to say uh, one religion, mm. you know, but I am a believer in higher power, X, Y, Z. I just yeah. don't know. Yeah. I just what don't know. Great, you know, I don't yeah. know. But I I thought, I, I I think that that there is, I mean, science even tells us that everything could be happening at once anyway. Yeah, Time yeah. is a concept yeah, that we've yeah, come up with right. to measure things. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So um, basically, what I think is, I think there's a, I don't think that thoughts are necessarily contained within our brain. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a, a, a central, you know, that there is thought all around us. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're able to, we're able to access that, yeah. you know, where we've just got, we've just plugged in and we've got, we're downloading. Yeah, you know. it's, it comes in your sense, like you can, something can happen and you'll look at your mate and you'll yeah. be like, 
you know that you're both thinking yeah, slightly. Yeah, 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 you know? I mean, we used to. Well, I used to. I used to have a thing where I used to say to my missus. I mean, it's a very arrogant statement. I used to turn around and say, "I'm at least, I'm at least twelve months or two years ahead of my farm." Right? Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I used to say this to her is because, obviously, I used to like, you know, I probably do suffer from a bit of ADHD. I used to come up with ideas and things for things all the time. Oh yeah. And yeah, I used yeah, to come up yeah. with an idea for something, and then. Maybe six months to eighteen months later, you'd see the thing happening. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And I'd be like, these these <laughs> things. They don't, they, it was always. I mean, I think what didn't I invent? Yeah. Why did yeah, I yeah, do it? Yeah. But I'd come up with these things, and it wasn't like I wasn't having premonitions. I was actually thinking, you know what? It'd be a good idea if someone did this and that, the the other. And I decided to build this theory that probably that idea isn't actually. It's actually mine. That's right. It's just it's there. It's present. Do you know what I mean? I've just been able to access it at the right time. That relates, though, to how you actually perform, though, doesn't it? Because you're talking about the fact that you are trying to get to that point. Yeah, 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 definitely. So you're just tuned to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's a skill or an ability that you have. Maybe. maybe. I haven't thought of it that way, to be fair. That's interesting because you're giving yourself up in that moment as an MC because you're putting your own consciousness aside to receive the creative consciousness and then you're channeling it. Yeah, yeah. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never knew I was doing that. <laughs> well, in my, in my, what else, what else am I doing? <laughs> in my calculations, <laughs> in terms of freestyling, there's a whole different set of processes. So we're going to move to the end of our time together yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. To sum up, I'd like you to share some bars that could be supportive for other people's creativity. Something that could offer a little bit of a positive message or a creative start for them to write, paint, doodle, have a go at exploring the topic, even just in a spider diagram or a bullet point list or whatever, writing gobbledygook, but just something to get them started with a pen and pad. Okay. Um... So you talked about the ends lyric that you said before. Oh, God. (laughs) It all begins in the ends. No mixer, no blends, and no friends. Can we no response for them? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's, that's just what I came up with on the spot. Yeah. But your name being the end, you were saying before that people presume that it meant that you were from a from the, yeah, it like, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They thought it meant it, it's, a, it's a term that's used for the ghetto, but it became a term that's used for the ghetto long after I had my name. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I've had a few names in the past as an MC, and those names have been given to me. When I started to play the music, play music on my own, I thought mm. to myself, you know what, I'm going to just, I really just want to call myself my name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I don't want, you know, I'm still one of those people who's, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I don't like putting all my details out of the net. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, Basically, just go on your Facebook and go, oh, right, oh, there's your telephone number. You went to that school. I could even <laughs> guess your mother's maiden name. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just, people used people call me M's. People call me N, N's. Yeah. So that's what I did. But then, you know, the connotation was kind of, kind of, you know, because that word was there, yeah, I'm from the N's. 
yeah. people just started to think that I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, link myself in some way with that connotation. And but do you know what the model that I use of therapeutic practice involves narrative and myths and legends. And at the end of the process, what happens is the person on the journey goes back to a reflective point where they complete their own journey and they hand the baton back to people in the beginning of their journey and say, I've just been through this rough terrain and I found where the pitfalls are, where there's a troll under a bridge and I found the spooky forest. I found out where all the ghosts are in that one hidden tree. So you want to swerve that tree, avoid that bridge, and go through this route, right? Yeah. You're going to ask and me where, what, what would I, what would I say? No, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not. Oh, right. I'm going <laughs> to say in your name ends. You yeah. say there's always a at the beginning. There's always yeah, the ends, yeah, yeah. It all right? begins with the ends. It all yeah. begins with the ends. <laughs> it reminds me of that because. You're the ends yeah. at the end of our podcast. This is the final episode. Oh, is it? Season two. Oh, my gosh. I am so blessed. <laughs> yeah, in 12 steps of a hero's journey, they complete the story events, right? Yeah. So we've done 12 episodes and went yeah. out at the end with ends, passing the baton back to the beginning of podcast season three. Let right? me just say those bars again. It all begins with the ends. No mix and no blends and no friends can we no response for them. There, there you go. go. Yeah. And on that note, we're going to leave you to it and say thank you for being with us. <laughs> thank you for joining us on our journey through MC culture, hip-hop therapy, homelessness, mental health. We've done season one with lots of social activists and poetry and hip-hop therapists learning about theory and practice. We've done season two, kindly funded by the Arts Council, to gather lived experiences from MCs, sharing their journeys, sharing how they use lyricism, sharing how they get a boost from creativity and their tips so that you can join in. For season three, we'll be hopefully working with people in the community with all of this knowledge, with the MC knowledge, the hip hop therapy and social entrepreneurs knowledge. Once we go out there and actually start delivering, Hip Hop Heels has got a funding bid through the Bearing Foundation to create a creative hip hop academy with trauma informed training so people can learn about how to be safe when they're managing groups, how to work with people who've been traumatized and utilise therapeutic skills around hip-hop. That's something that we want to explore and share on the journey in season three. But for this moment, I want to highlight how the story character hero who goes to the end of their journey passes the baton back, reflects on what they've learned, and they, as part of their own healing journey, share what has happened for other people. And that means that they're no longer focused on themselves, their own internal dialogue, their own ego, but they started to think about the wider self, the wider role that they have in their community. So one of my mentors is Dr. Raphael Travis from Texas State University, and he's interviewed hundreds of people around hip-hop and how it can be healing. And one of the themes that emerged from his research from all these surveys was that there was a time when people would be giving themselves that they're learning to others and taking not just for their carry their identity forward in a a, a higher level so that they seemed elevated around them like they know it all it wasn't about that it was a service so they were being humble they were bowing down to others and they were saying look I give you 
something to take away. And uh, I'm not an expert. I don't know all the answers, but this, just, this is just what happened with me. Take it and, and use it. I hope it's a gift for you. And that's what this podcast yeah, is. Very much so. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no exaltation or anybody wants to sit above somebody. It's just about sharing. Yeah. About sharing experiences and knowledge. And I'm 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 very thankful that you yeah, you've man. asked me to, yeah, to do thank some you of so this. Much. Seriously, thank lovely. you, darling, man. Lovely to meet you as well, Ben. Great. Been a pleasure, mate. Yeah. 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 Excellent. And so this is season two wind up winding down and we want you to go and be creative so yeah share your creativity and be free (laughs) one love love. (laughs) you've been listening to blow the flow podcast by hip-hop heels uk Follow us on socials at Hip Hop Heels UK. Season two was funded by the Arts Council. Thank you for listening.